0: She's a replicant, isn't she? I'm impressed. How many questions does it usually take to spot one? I don't get it, Tyrell. How many questions? 20, 30, cross-referenced. It took more than 100 for Rachel, didn't it? She doesn't know. She's beginning to suspect, I think. Suspect? How can it not know what it is? Commerce is our goal here at Tyrell. More human than human is our motto. Rachel is an experiment, nothing more. We began to recognize in them a strange obsession. After all, they are emotionally inexperienced with only a few years in which to store up the experiences which you and I take for granted. If we gift them with the past, we create a cushion or pillow for their emotions, and consequently, we can control them better.
1: Memories. You're talking about memories.
0: What is up, everybody? My name is Jake, and you just listened to an entire episode of the Rotten Potatoes (laughs) podcast. A podcast where four friends sit down and view movies you absolutely should have seen, but one of us hasn't. And Scott, can you play us out? (laughs) (laughs) Any final thoughts? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was really long. I'm I'm here with three of my friends, though. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. I'm Scott.
2: I'm Jake again. It's always so fun... Uh, for us to find out in real time which which uh, opening credit. Yeah, so I our opening line this
1: entire Scott batch picks. of recordings, I was just running short on time, but I wanted to get them done. So I just typed in the movie name and then clip and whatever the top one was is what I chose.
0: That's, I think we're going to have a, a, a segment that I pitched a while ago, which is what What would you have picked versus <laughs> what, what Scott picked? Because I feel like uh, maybe, even if we, if we were going to do something this long anyways, the end of the movie that's... The, actually, I don't know how the different cuts vary and what cut you guys watched. I watched the final cut. Apparently one of them has narration over the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did not watch that cut, but I wouldn't have maybe picked the end of the movie where uh, Harrison Ford is talking to the replicant as he's dying is probably what I would have picked. But I don't know. I don't think I would have picked this scene. Um, what, what audio clip would I have picked? I would have
3: picked, um, I would have picked probably just uh, like part of their interview. Oh, it's very beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. The replicant interview. That's probably what I would pick. But here's the thing. I just gotta say, uh Scott puts in more work on this podcast than the three of us combined. 100. I'm not mad at it at all. And any one of us could actually go get these audio clips for him and just send them to his computer, and he would be happy to use someone else's pics. It's just we've put it on him. And no, I'm not. I'm not upset. All I don't get to complain. I'm I
1: not, know, I'm it not sounds complaining. sounds like you're upset. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I just, I think it's
0: interesting and I like to talk about it, but I fully recognize that you have the control of that and that's fine.
1: Let's, let's do it again. No, that's no. so long, please. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: there, there was like there was a couple seconds of silence in that clip. I think
3: Scott thought he had switched pages and he was about to hit. Wee, wee, oh, wee,
1: no, wee, that's wee. this one.
0: <laughs> wee, 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 wee. I'm glad that you know where that is he's, at all times. Right? And then when, and when we, we want right? to dance.
3: Not a, gotta cut loose, cut loose. Now that we've uh, finished blowing out uh, your eardrums. Uh, this is Blade Runner. Yeah, Jake, tell us a
0: little bit about this movie and why you picked it. This movie I mostly picked because Zach said, I really want to pick Blade Runner 2049. And I was like, I kind of wanted to watch Blade Runner for a long time. And he's like, if you do it, I'll definitely pick 2049. And he was like really eager about it. And I was like, okay, I'll pick Blade Runner then. Uh, I've It's one of those, I think this is one of these movies that... I feel like i i've thought about most for the podcast where it's a movie that i think everybody should see because it's very famous but i would never have watched it if it wasn't for this and i think that like this is one of those of like why why do this to like watch a movie like this that i'd never would have picked to watch in my time but uh it is famous and i feel like everybody should watch it once um but i had never seen it fair enough uh do i give my take now or do i just go no like no it?
3: no yeah. you you did great man no, you did great facts. Uh, Scott, why don't you hit us with a little bit of just the facts? Sorry. I kind of got lost Jake to be, to be honest. I, I was I rambling? No, no, no. Oh, you okay. weren't rambling. I, I just fixated on something that you said early on and I was trying to proce- like, like think about,
0: yeah, I, I overthought it. I'm excited to hear what that is.
1: <laughs> this was directed by Ridley Scott written by Hampton front Fancher Fancher. And- is that the author of the book? David no. Peoples? No. Uh, no. It was based off of a novel by Philip, Philip Dick. K. Dick okay. called Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep?
0: Which I think is an awesome title.
1: It is. Uh,
3: it's frankly a better title than Blade Runner. So I wish better. they would have gone with the original
1: title. Yeah. It's a thing. This released uh, June 25th, 1982. Runtime of 117 minutes. Our, uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 89%. I'm to be an 8.1. Box office is of a $41 million on a $30 million budget. So it's a 1.4 return. Didn't win any awards, but it was nominated for best art direction and best VFX.
3: Uh Jake, wh- you had never seen this?
0: No, so you nominated it blind? Yeah, but I, I, I've nominated it blind. But I, I, it was, it's something that I have been wanting. Like before we had this podcast, even I thought I should watch Blade Runner because I feel like it's an important movie that people talk about, and I have, I just never got around to it. Huh. So I thought if I do this now, I'll have to watch
2: it. Yeah, it, it, that that was like primarily what inspired us to do this. But also like the clinch pin was I had also said then I would nominate Paddington, Paddington one. Yeah. So oh, then we then didn't you that, could nominate yeah. Paddington two. And
3: then we didn't do that. Yeah. I and so because you, I you, you kept up a, a Faustian bargain with Zach. <laughs> i
1: from you guys next year. That he yeah.
3: never
0: made good on. Zach owes me. And I'll, I'll call in a favor at some point. I, You
2: will know, it, will it be a movie or will it be like anything?
0: Uh, I'll try to make it a movie, but I'm not going to make any promises. Jake, can okay. you just do
1: Paddington 1 and Paddington 2 next year and back to back? Of, here's of can, can i get two ones in one month two episodes in one month i'll trade you one of mine here's so i can get two in a month you get two in a month all right Here,
3: here's the thing i am i am
1: so <laughs> remorseful
3: over putting my foot down as hard as i did that uh i think it ought to be me who gives up something for this but i i will sacrifice something it's something whatever we... whatever
0: the the fellow uh rps paddington twos the boys movie right Paddington 2 is higher rated than Paddington 1. They're both so high rated. So you would have to do
1: Paddington 1 and I, then Jake could do Paddington I, I'm
0: 2. I'm just saying since then, I, I, I've I watched a
3: couple of excerpts and I'm like, there's no shot I'm going to really like this movie. But I understand that it is a, a real, like, it's a real film. I, I eat Better my or worse words. I worse than wrong. any of the FCU movies. It is movies. a real film. People it was a real it. film that
0: people... Definitely love. Here's the thing, Tyler. (laughs) I don't even think I'm going to like it.
1: Yeah. but I want to
0: watch it to know what's going on.
1: I don't, I don't think anything good is going on. I almost nominated another Miyazaki film next year. Really? Really? Which one? Which one? one? But I didn't. I don't even remember. It was just something super highly rated. I saw
0: something. or? I saw, this is uh, unrelated to what we're talking about right now, but related to Miyazaki. I saw the craziest post I've ever seen online. So I don't know if you guys have heard of the game Stardew Valley. No. It's a farming sim Uh, And it was very beloved, or still is very beloved. Uh, And then the creator said, I will never sell the movie rights to this game unless Miyazaki or Ridley Scott Mm. wants to make this movie. And I couldn't think of two more different people to ever put together. I... I disagree
3: wholeheartedly, and I think that's a perfect segue into the uh, most uh, anime-inspired uh, Western film of the 1980s, yeah. Blade Runner.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: that's interesting because of all the nudity. No, just There was no nudity like in this one. one.
2: There was a little bit. Was there, a was little, was a little oh, there was a
3: little bit. bit yeah. A little bit. There was a lot of
1: nudity in this one. I think it's just There's one. No, it was the
3: second one that had. The second one had a lot of nudity. Lot. The
1: second one, this one had one, had one scene, one scene that I kind of forgot about. Yeah. Oh, it
2: does. It has more than I remember.
1: They're kind of bleeding into each other. This they watch them back to back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. They, they are for
3: me too. Um, but, uh, yeah, gotta say super anime inspired film.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I think it's insane that, uh, Atari was like the biggest, the second biggest product placement in yeah, this movie. Right. Uh, Buying Coca-Cola? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, who cares about Atari anymore? And this was in 2019, apparently. Yeah. I can't believe I missed all this uh, when it happened. Ironically,
3: uh, you know, not the biggest product placement in this one, uh, but pretty big in the second one. LAPD. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I forgot so many points in this movie that we're still in Los Angeles.
0: This month, every single movie we have has at least one scene in Los Angeles, most of them take entirely take place almost entirely in Los Angeles for right. these four movies. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And I couldn't think... Like, a lot of pretty different movies. <laughs> <Yeah. Uh-oh. laughs> but, I, well, two of them very similar. Yeah, two of them very similar. The, but the other two very
2: different. I didn't do any research on Blade Runner. Was it, like, legitimately inspired by anime? Uh, well, yeah. So,
3: mostly... Uh, so, I did a fair amount of research on both Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049, which we're doing next week. So, stay tuned for a double header. Um, but actually, that might be fun. We haven't planned for this, but what do you guys think? Maybe we could release this as a double header on a Monday. Anyway, We talk off-line. about that offline. Yeah. Uh, anyway, in doing that research, uh, Ridley Scott in particular intimated to uh, Denis how much, like all of his inspirations, but how much of it really was like anime and like Japanese culture. And as a result, uh, Denny commissioned three um, short films Mm -hmm. to fill in the gaps in between Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049. And the first one, I'm pretty sure, was made by Roger Deakins, and it was an anime.
0: That's what I did. uh, I did feel like we were in a little bit of Japangelis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In this movie. Definitely, definitely.
3: And it it was ironic, like, you know, uh, Ridley really, like, thought and talked about that he, he at the time, really, like, thinking ahead, really believed that Asian culture would surpass anything else as the world's culture by that time, by 2019. And so he, like, drew a lot on Japanese culture, a lot on Chinese culture, and a lot on... um what was the third one that he said that I thought, Oh, Thai Mm. culture, which I thought was that, that seemed like the biggest long shot, like over Indian or, you know, like, but anyway, he thought Thai culture was going to be very influential by now. Um, but yeah, no, it, it really was. Mm. And in fact, uh, in like one particular scene in 2049, which I know I'm getting ahead and I'm sorry. Um, but they are a little linked to me. Um, uh one of the set pieces that uh denny like settled on was just a anime artist's name that was uh like up in lights like just a big sign like when they're out in the second movie when they're out on like the rain scene that whole backdrop is just the the japanese anime artist's name that was ridley scott's biggest inspiration for blade runner so, highly, highly anime
0: influenced. Uh, let's hear some takes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I can, I, I I can just, start. Let's I, I, I picked it, so I can start. I really don't know how I feel about this movie. I I don't, I I don't think I enjoyed watching it, but I don't think it was a bad movie. I feel like it did this thing, I, kind of weird. I don't really know how to explain it, but I felt disoriented watching this movie. Like there was a certain point where I was like, I don't know what's going on in this movie. And then I paused it and I was like, no, I know what's going on, but I still feel confused and I don't know why. Um, I think I am hesitant to say that I like sci-fi because I think that most sci-fi sucks, but sci-fi that is good is awesome. And so I was excited about this movie. I really wanted to like it. And I think when I think about it, I think the, the ideas are really cool. Um, But mostly what I felt was I'm glad I picked this so we could watch 2049, which is more modern and just felt it was easier for me to watch. This movie was just, it took effort for me to watch in a way that was a little bit disorienting. I don't think I disliked it. I just don't, I think I have to watch it again. I maybe, maybe I'll feel a little bit differently if I watch it again, but I don't think it was a bad movie. I just had a general feeling of like disorientation or confusion that I can't really like pin down the source of. Hmm. Zach you had seen this movie
2: before right I had yeah
3: yeah. so what was was your take watching it again
2: Um, I liked it a little bit more this time Um, the first time that I had seen it I didn't care for it I thought it was a little overrated and I still might think it's a little overrated to be honest Um, but I you know not to bury the lead but I like Blade Runner 2049 quite a bit and I've seen that movie a few times and so I think now having a little bit more exposure and the This movie has a connection to a movie that I really like. Um, Helped me appreciate this film a little bit more. Uh, I feel like on paper, I should really like this movie. Because I really like a lot about it. Um, I really like the world that we are placed in, that the story is placed in. I, I love the concept. I love the idea of replicants. And then the fact that they had to commission Blade Runners to go take out the replicants. I love the aesthetic of this movie, the design. I think the design is incredible. I think the cinematography is really great. The score is really great. Everything about it, like, on a technical level and, like, the general premise of it, I really, really like. The execution of the story, and maybe it's just, like, really my main issues lie within the script, I just don't... I don't love. Um, and Not a sometimes will latch on to. Yeah, I guess so. And, like, at times I find myself, like, a little frustrated with the movie and I think that there's been there's points of the movie where I'm kind of thinking like this almost feels like a waste of time uh considering that we have such a cool like rich world to explore right now and I just don't feel like we're doing that very much and I really want like it kind of just leaves me wanting more um and so it's not my favorite film there's some aspects of it that uh, like like some i think like directorial decisions that Scott made that i just don't know if i really can get on board with i feel like this movie has a sense of melodrama that the second one really doesn't nearly as much that like really kind of rubs me the wrong way um, so i still think overall i like it i definitely don't love it and it's not a movie that i'd probably return to very often and if i do It'd be the same way that I consume The Hobbit. The Hobbit is not my favorite book. I don't super enjoy reading it, but sometimes it feels necessary to consume just as like a prelude to my favorite like trilogy of books ever written.
0: I th- I think, it just I'm thinking about something I, I disagreed with that you were saying where you feel like this is like <clears throat> not exploring the world. I feel like this, what this has, as far as exploring the world or over over the the other movie, the, the 2049, is that this is like kind of it, like it's not the end of the world. Like the stakes aren't so high. Like it feels very much more like a day in the life of this world or not mm-hmm. a day in the life, but, you know, like a week in the life of a Blade Runner. Sure. In the world where like I feel like that's more exploring the world and more in the world that we're not like, this is this huge conflict that is deciding the fate of the world. This is just us existing here and living in the world and doing like this, this way, kind of like this, like old timey noir movie set in the future. It gives us maybe a better example of like what life actually would look like. Yeah. uh, Like the life of a Blade Runner, like some, some Blade Runner doing something. I can see that. I don't know if I completely
2: agree, but I, I see your point, but I think more so literally what I meant was just like, geographically speaking, I just want to see more because I feel like huge chunks of this movie take place in that weird dude's apartment Mm -hmm. where he has all the toys. And that that aesthetically is super ugly and very off-putting that whole, I don't like the design of it. And I'm sure that was intentional. Maybe they probably want me to like think that this guy's really weird and want me to feel uncomfortable, but it feels like wasted time when I have this movie that has such an incredible set deck and sense of design. I want to see more of that, and I don't want to waste time in this weird apartment that really is uh, aesthetically unappealing and not necessarily impressive, in my opinion. And in the second movie, we have we travel to multiple locations, um, and I think the sense of, of design has even stepped up. Uh, I feel like we just see a lot more in the second movie and part of it too, is because it's longer. So we have more of a chance to do that. Yeah.
0: I think I get what you're saying. That place was upsetting and not good to look at, but I think that was some of the more tense action. I feel like I've watched really because I was so tense watching that. And I, I thought it was actually the be- one of the better parts of the movie, even though I hated looking at it. That's really interesting. Cause that's when the movie really drags for me. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Scott, you had never seen this before, right? I had never seen this before. What did you think? Didn't really like it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, I agree with a lot of what Zach just said. Like, I feel like it could have been something so cool and big and and great. And there was a lot that they could have done with it. But the story for me just was kind of like whatever. I didn't know why I should even care about any of it. Um. I also didn't think the acting was very good. I, I It just was kind of subpar for me. Um, it definitely was aged, um, but I try not to hold that against it. Um, I don't know. I Throughout the whole movie, I was just kind of bored. <laughs> just everyone, I'm like, oh, man, this still has so much time left in it. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, maybe it could have used some stuff cut out, but... Honestly, I just kind of wish there would have been a different story or plot to Mm. this movie in this world. Like, this world to me is super interesting. And I kind of like the, like, futuristic, like, AI-type things. um, But this definitely didn't do it for me.
0: It's interesting that you said it felt, like, long or you wanted things cut out. And this is just my, like, notion that was entirely wrong. I thought this was a three-hour movie. And Mm. I didn't really look. I just pressed play. And then I was like, oh, it feels like it's wrapping up. And I thought I had a whole nother hour of this movie. So it felt kind of short to me, but it's because I was expecting a very long right. Movie. The right. next
1: one was almost three hours.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was where I think I got mixed up. Uh, It's
3: funny, Um, you know, to be honest, uh, I'm not going to bury the lead. I think I just don't like Ridley Scott. Mm. Like, to be honest, like now, like... You know, a, a, after doing this pod for a little bit and I've kind of felt like, well, I hate Alien. I hate, you know, a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. And and I never really liked Blade Runner. And watching it again this time, I'm like, yeah, I just don't think I care for his style. And to a certain degree, there's no accounting for taste. And, like, that, I think, is just on me. Like, I, th- not on me like I think I'm wrong. Just... I just don't like it. And I understand why other people do like, I thought that I, I really thought the set was pretty incredible. Like the art decoration in general was pretty incredible for the time. I feel like it aged all really well, especially Jake really the, the material difference between the like main version and the director's cut or the final cut or whatever, to be honest is just that it's been digitally remastered. Uh huh. Like, there are a couple of tweaks,
0: but it's mostly that it's been remastered. I think there's a third cut of the movie called, like, the Harrison cut or the Ford cut.
1: I think think there's, like, technically, like, seven Yeah, I think there's a lot of cuts. But where
0: I think I heard there was something weird where, like, somebody, I was talking about this movie the day I was going to watch it, and someone was like, don't watch the Harrison Ford cut.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, There, There are technically, I think it's five or six different cuts of the film. Uh, Like floating out there. There's the original cut uh, and then I think five other or four others and then the final cut. Okay. And the final cut is the one that like Ridley Scott says is his, that's his favorite version of the movie. But
0: it's, it's basically the theatrical cut. Remastered.
3: Yeah, but basically. There there are a couple of
0: little
2: tiny differences, but does, yes. Does the final cut have the narration in it still? Uh, oh, wait.
3: Like I, the voiceover it, 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 no, from it does. Harrison Ford? The, the, no, the,
0: I, that, it didn't. I watched it, and there was no like weird voiceover in that scene. Oh, then there's I not in the voiceover. final
3: or in the original. Then it's just, then the voiceover and is I th- not I think, I think, I think in... the
0: original has the voiceover, because I watched the
2: original. I
3: watched the original. It didn't. Oh, it did have the voiceover.
2: I think that but also. But the first time I watched it, it didn't have voiceover. So I think I watched the final cut the first time.
0: I don't know. I think also the final cut has Ridley Scott
2: loves putting out. Also, by the way, real
3: quick, I'm sorry, real quick. Yeah. Uh, Every single cut, according to Ridley Scott, I watched the director's commentary on his final cut. Uh, According to him, uh, the intro title, like the text
0: is Hmm. different in every single cut. Huh? That's what, I want to, I want to talk to you about director's cuts in a minute, but I, I think the, uh, the other thing that the final cut had, and I'm not positive, but somebody, I was talking to somebody that loves Blade Runner and they were talking about it. I think that the end scene is different where like they have like, he's like walking out and then something like they're, they're going to find her or whatever he like remembers. And then there's like the little origami piece right way of his apartment. Yeah. The unicorn. Yeah. That somebody is going to come after him. And it would come after them or that was the impression I got because he was another Blade Runner. The right? opposite. Was Wasn't just, that guy a Blade Runner? It was yeah, like but it was gaff. the
3: opposite impression. It was Gaff. And the point was to say, I know who she is. I came here. I, I understand who she is. She's the unicorn and I'm letting you go because she's not going to live that long anyway. Interesting.
0: Okay. I think I just misread that then. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that I think was different. In the cuts, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I misunderstood what this person was telling me.
3: Yeah, I don't I don't know, oh, man. All I know is there are a lot of different like cuts of this for sure. And everyone had like as many cuts as there are, there are a like uh whatever, exponential amount of opinions about like the the lore. Like like people like you can you can line up a hundred people who love Blade Runner. 50 of them are going to say that Deckard is a replicant and 50 of them are going to say he's definitely a human.
0: I, and are there different indications in the different cuts? Is that why people are saying that or like,
3: it's part of it, but there's indications in all of them, both ways. Uh Like it's just, there's no like clarity on it. And Ridley Scott was like, yeah, I think he's probably a replicant.
0: That was what I was <laughs> and interested I think Harrison
2: Ford was just like, I think he's human. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Like they don't, they don't agree, you know, um, like the I, creators. I was interested to get into that more. And I was hoping it would get into that more in the, in the sequel where she was like, have you ever taken this test? And I was like, Oh, right. Has he? Yeah. Uh, and I kind of was hoping to get into that more, but we didn't. I think, I think it's because in part Harrison
3: really believed that uh, Deckard was human.
0: I got from the second movie, I got more of the impression that he was human. Yeah. Uh, But in this movie, I, it didn't seem consequential to the plot at all. So I didn't like when she said it, which is
3: ironic because it's so consequential to the plot of the second film. You know, like it's ironic,
0: but, Uh, but like, it just was like, it didn't go anywhere. And I I was like, I guess it makes sense that it didn't go anywhere because it didn't matter. But also I would have liked to have gotten into that. was Mm. kind of my impression of that where she's like, did you take that test? And I was like, give it to him right now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh yeah, I I getting back to what I was saying earlier,
3: like I I just think I hate Ridley Scott. I don't particularly care for his uh I don't particularly care oh. for his. <laughs> I don't <laughs> for his like uh his style. I understand how important and prevalent it is and I'm nominating a Ridley Scott movie next year. But uh-oh. I I just don't think I like him all that much and this watch through kind of put the nail in the coffin for me about that. That being said, I really, there's, there are some specific things about this movie. I really appreciate. And I think have uh, stood the test of time in a way that I think most sci-fi films cannot and have not. Um, and, I you know, this is the third time I've watched it and I, I
0: refuse to ever watch it again. I just don't want to. I don't want to watch it again either, to be honest. Uh, but I think, I was thinking, I don't know about Ridley Scott in general, but if anybody was to say, I hate this movie or I love this movie or to have any opinion in between, I would think that's completely reasonable. Like, I, I can see this being a very polarizing movie and I'm honestly surprised that it is as talked about in pop culture as it is because... I can see why people would hate it and I can see why people would love it. And like, it, it, it's interesting to me that it stood the test of time and been So like people consider it so important.
3: I think I agree to you. And I, I just wish that Ridley Scott was a better filmmaker. So Ridley, if you're hearing this, uh, just do better, man. You know, <laughs> I,
1: that, honestly, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear from someone who loves this movie and feels like there is a lot here because I just don't see it. Yeah, okay, well, I will say, like,
3: I have been friends who, like, this is one of their favorite movies, and I do want to, like, you know, I I want to love it, to be honest. I really want to like this movie, and there are a lot of elements that I think are really impressive. I think the fact that they created uh, a universe that looks real out of such a small budget like they only spent 20 million dollars on this compared to you know we'll we'll talk about next week whatever the the sequel movie spent but it was a lot more and so the fact that they were that they were able to create a universe that felt actually real i think is super impressive um i think the redemption arc of deckard like you know pursuing these uh other than's uh and like the the humanity truly of the the antagonist especially uh what's his name uh beat that beat, baby beatty baby beatty? Beatty, oh, I, I think it's Beatty. Um, Just
1: a double t which is why i would say batty
3: <laughs> he had a first name but i can't remember his first name um But, like, you know, the the humanity of him to, like, save Deckard at the end, like, I think it's actually a super compelling story, to be honest. Um, I think that, like, there's a lot that, there's a lot there that I think is really unique and cool. Uh, I can't get over the fact, though, that every time I turn this on, it puts me to sleep
1: immediately. Yeah, I actually, I couldn't understand anyone's motivation.
0: I could understand everybody's motivation. Yeah. I think I'm with Jake. I think I understand everyone's motivation pretty well. I think like I was something I was thinking about where you're like, he is like, what's his name? The, the replicant is the antagonist. Beatty. Yeah. But I don't know that I would even call him the villain. I think that the the Tyrell Corp is the villain. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Even though that that guy, even though they, the replicants are the antagonists from a story perspective. They're not, I don't think they're villains and I think that's interesting. Yeah, I completely agree and I think that makes for a super interesting story. Because like, if I was them, I would want to live longer. I would not want to just live four years and like, I would do exactly what they were doing. And there's something beautiful about the way that Beatty,
3: like, even though they've been fighting, Beatty and Deckard have been fighting for the last, you know, 30 minutes of the movie. Beatty at the very end saves him at the end of his life. And I I think it's like such a like, I don't know, like he, he, he just had to, his life was ending and he felt like if his life was ending, Deckard's life shouldn't end at the same time or, or some version of like life is beautiful and should be like. I don't know, protected or like there, there's something super, like it leaves you with a, it leaves you with a super lingering kind of haunting feeling, you know?
0: And I think that's like partially, I think because they're not the villains, they're not like they're, like they're, I think they both understand that they're both pawns. They're both, yeah, they're doing what they have to do. Right. And, and like acting under like in a system that they have to act in, but they don't feel any enmity towards each other. They just are Doing, like, Deckard is doing his job, and Batty is trying to live. And like, the opening line of the movie is Deckard saying,
3: there aren't a lot of jobs for an ex-killer. Yeah. And that's what I am, an ex-cop, ex-blade runner, ex-killer. Yeah. And it's like, so he's just... Do you, I was going to say,
2: did you get that in your cut? I don't,
3: I don't know, I don't know that, that I did get that. or not. <laughs> I don't know that I
1: did get that uh, in it, but it, it feels like it fits. So, To be honest, when he started talking, I was like, I'm going to hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man. Maybe this, you should have watched my cut. I wish I would have, because his I, narration was some the of the worst. Yeah, there was no narration in mine at all. The narration was honestly one of my least favorite parts of the movie. I didn't have any narration. I didn't, it's Ridley really Scott's it. least
3: favorite part of the theatrical cut as well, by the way. Yeah, I didn't
2: mind it, but I think it's better
3: without. I kind of like it, be, to be honest. I'll be in the minority on this because it, it it at least gave me a beat for the movie. As soon as it comes in, I'm like, okay, this is a little bit of like a steampunk, mm-hmm. uh, noir detective cyberpunk. movie. Cyberpunk, I'm sorry. Steam, yeah, cyberpunk. Yeah, that's what I really meant, not steampunk. You're right. What's the difference cyberpunk? between steampunk and steampunk cyberpunk? Steampunk is like, Pirates.
0: A bunch of weird like steam engines and like yeah. like a, like a I don't really know how to describe it. It's like steam technology. Everything <laughs> in the aesthetic is steam based technology. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. It's a thing. It's a thing. Like, did you ever play Dishonored? No, no. That's
1: I a meant cyberpunk. Yeah. You were
3: right. I meant cyberpunk. Uh, it, like a cyberpunk noir detective story. Yeah. And so, like in the theatrical cut, like I kind of knew exactly at least what I was in for. And I feel like it delivered on that where it was like very, very slow, very like almost procedural, you know, he's like going through the evidence and he's kind of on his own and he's the, you know, the drunk that can't ever connect. Like it felt like a noir, like a Dick Tracy story. And so the narration helped me.
0: I think that I, I didn't have the narration but from my experience never having the narration still got that so i i don't oh. think it was necess- like i immediately i was like this is a like a crime noir like it felt like an old timey crime noir oh. to me and i think i said that earlier but i i maybe you i you might not have yeah but uh i got that pretty quickly that that, that might was have been what, what, what i hung was. up on actually yeah. yeah i think that like even without the narration i got that so that tells me that we didn't need it right i do feel like it does
2: make the film a little easier to track with but i never at any point thought like if Harrison didn't tell me what he was thinking or what's going on, I wouldn't
0: know. Yeah. was yeah, there a lot of narration? In? No. Okay. It's no, just no, the, yeah, the not two, the one at the beginning, the one at the end. No, there's no. more there's, than that. There's there's some in the middle. It's too. just, it's not all the time. It's not happening. All there's,
2: the
3: time. there's maybe three or four times where he says a sentence or two of dialogue.
0: Okay. Interesting.
3: Or I'm sorry, four or five times that he says a sentence or two of
0: dialogue. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get a single one of those. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Bless you.
3: I don't know I, I I didn't mind it 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 fit with and and I'm glad you read the genre that way jake it it made it makes at least my read not having had the voiceover at least not nonsense. I kind of wish Ridley Scott would have
1: tried a steampunk version
3: i mean we could we could try and make that happen he he's apparently pretty free are we gonna with gonna make the the, room the rights ourselves
1: let's do steampunk the room. <laughs>
0: That's not what I was expecting. I wasn't. I wasn't.
3: Yeah, I'm out. Uh, Jake, what
0: what about this movie didn't work for you? That's what I feel like, why I feel like I can't say this is a bad movie, is I cannot vocalize what didn't work. Mm. Something didn't work. Mm. Something made me have a bad film watching experience, and I don't know what it was. Because mm. I, I, I paused the movie in the middle of the movie because I was like, I feel confused and I feel like I'm not enjoying this. But then I thought, I like looked at every single part of the movie and I was like, I don't, there's nothing about this. Like, if you tell me what the story, I like it. Uh, you know, like the setting, the the vibe, like the, uh, uh, the, the set decoration, I like it. So what is it that I don't like? I don't know. Mm. But there's something there. Because like, I, I think it's an interesting story. I know Zach said he didn't like the script. I thought it was a good script. The interesting, like an interesting script. So there was something about it that didn't work, but I haven't been able to put my finger on what it is.
1: Maybe it was the 1982 <laughs> Vibe Shift.
0: Could have been the Vibe Shift. What. Do you- <laughs> okay. I don't know I'm, I'm just I'm trying to yes what, and Scott n- you know. what 1982 vibe shift <laughs> you... I wasn't
1: sure if that was just a yes and or if you No, l- it, was, it was it was Scott. a yes and I thought I was Scott gonna... was going to say more about the vibe shift <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> yeah. I was going to see if that sparked any other false narrative in any oh so time? is that just nonsense yeah oh <laughs> okay I sure I was known it really that is. it was
3: nonsense because Scott was saying it <laughs> Scott's trying to bait me into making shit up
1: that's what <laughs> it you know really what is what is annoying is that I actually in 1982 there was a big vibe yeah, I was really excited to hear what Scott was gonna say. You
2: know what's annoying is like I I was gonna I had something to say to contribute to the conversation <laughs> and I don't remember it now. <laughs> to, contribute
0: to, to contribute to this conversation about something Scott made up. No, before that. Before like that. Like what oh, we were saying. Like Scott came in with a 1985
2: vibe shift. So I was talking about
0: there was, okay. so, there was something that I didn't <laughs> like about it. It doesn't
2: matter. You made it up. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. <laughs> I'm Why are you getting 82? Defensive about your nonsense. Because also
1: I this movie came out in 83, I think, shifted. didn't it? You shifted the vibe. Uh, yeah, you, you successfully shifted the I'm, vibe much worse. I was getting bored, and now I'm no longer <laughs> bored. Okay. All right, that's fair. All I right, think this podcast thrives on you being bored.
3: I'm going to turn my attention.
1: Did you can't derail <laughs> Gosh dang it. Scott, I'm really interested in what you had to say though. Yeah, so, I, me Zach, too. I was talking <laughs> about how
0: I couldn't I couldn't pin down what didn't work for me in this movie because when I think about the elements of them, I liked all the elements of it, but oh, something so about it I didn't enjoy I,
2: watching. Because I, 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 you had said that you disagreed with me that it's an interesting script and I, I didn't mean to imply that I don't think it's an interesting script because I I think it's interesting. I just don't care for the execution. Okay. What do you mean by that? Like I think on paper it, it reads really interesting. Like it kind of the premise of it, the, the the idea that like Blade Runners have to track down these replicants. And I don't want to get too ahead of myself because I feel like in some ways what this movie's lacking, for me personally, I feel like twenty forty nine does really well. And I think something for me that makes this hard or this movie really hard to engage with is I feel like this film, the original Blade Runner, is like heartless. I, I feel like there's no human, relatable human emotion that I can connect with. And I think what, one thing that makes the next movie really interesting is I can do that very, very easily with a few characters that aren't human. And in this movie,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Mostly Jared, mostly Jared Leto. (laughs) I don't
0: think Jared Leto is a human IRL,
2: but, um, but like Deckard is so apathetic that. and I, I can't connect with him I'm I'm never really rooting for him I don't know if I'm even supposed to root for him and then the replicants in this movie are so like not all of them but the main one Betty Beatty the the design of them the characteristics um specific specifically Beatty is just like so over the top and melodramatic that he doesn't feel like a real person to me. yeah um, and so I can't connect with anyone in this movie. So I feel so detached. I feel like I feel I, what very. About, well, I think what about HR Puffin Stuff or whatever his name
3: is? Oh, really the guy was. that
0: was in Deadwood, who uh, I've only seen play uh, people that have. On uh, the judo JR. pack HR Puffin his, Stuff. His name is JR, I think. He's he's the guy who owned the apartment. Um, his name is oh, like the, JK. The, the
3: weirdo? Simmons. The one or that has <laughs> all this? Yeah, JK, JK Simmons. Simmons,
2: Simmons in the <laughs> the <laughs> one that has all the toys? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Sebastian. Is his name? Sebastian, yeah. 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 But his name is J.F. Sebastian or something. It's like J.F. Sebastian. Oh, he was the worst. (laughs) I hated that character. I was uncomfortable watching him the entire time. And I could relate less to him than the replicants.
0: He was so uh, (laughs) distracting to me because he was in Deadwood as like the idiot mayor of the town that all I could see was him in Deadwood. But something I think you were talking about how this movie is heartless. I don't know that that wasn't intentional. I feel like that fits the vibe of like this cyberpunk like this 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 hellscape future uh and and like it it didn't it didn't feel wrong to me like that he felt apathetic and that like it, it was hard to connect with because this like we we've, we've put ourselves in like uh, what seems like a hellscape to me in this sure
2: future. i i don't mean to apply that anything that ridley scott did was not intentional or like that he didn't execute it the way that he wanted to do it just that it was bad just, just that, that I didn't, didn't personally yeah. like it or relate to it or connect with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big reason why personally I didn't. I'm just very detached
1: just from it. Just disagree with all of his decisions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fundamentally. And I'm sure that he watches it and thinks like that's exactly what I wanted. And for some p- people, that's probably very compelling. because f- Clearly it is for I a lot of like people, but it's just not really that's, for me.
1: Well, that's kind of what I said to you at the beginning. I was like, there's nothing to latch onto in mm-hmm. this movie. Like, yeah. I feel like so lifeless. much sci-fi. Yeah, like, lifeless is... Is a good word for Like it, I think.
0: sci-fi, like maybe 80% of sci-fi is a cautionary tale of mm. like, let's not do this, you know, where like, I feel like a lot of sci-fi is going to have that where I'm like, man, that would suck if this was the world. I'm so glad it's not, you know, or like, I, yeah. I feel like they, there's this like cautionary tale of like, this is what the future could be. Uh, And so the fact that like, I don't have anybody to latch onto, I feel like maybe hits home more for maybe what was, yeah, I guess you're saying you don't like it. And I think that's fair, but like I, I can see why it was done and I don't necessarily disagree with it. Except
1: for me, like the world is actually kind of interesting. Like this isn't like a place where I'm like, Oh, I hope that's not what the future is. What? Well, hold on. Back up,
2: back up. I also want to say, I like, I think I agree with that. I think that's insightful, but at the end of the day, this is a movie. This is entertainment. I want to have a good time. I
0: agree with you. And, and I, 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 think that's where some, somewhere in there, I wasn't having a good time and I can't figure out why. And, but I agree with you hundred percent that like, this is a movie we should enjoy watching it and it should be entertaining. This is entertainment. Let's make it entertaining. I agree. That's interesting. I didn't think that you would think that honestly, where like, I feel like, like, I don't know, more artsy movies are less entertaining.
3: I don't. I wouldn't classify this as artsy. No, I, w-
0: I wouldn't say it. But like Zach likes artsy movies. I would say like, I'm surprised that that's what he thinks about movies. Like, I this is a movie I want to have a good time.
1: I think that's how Zach feels about all the movies. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Then Generally, why did I? Have to- if it's a
0: movie I like, I, I have a good. time. Why did I have to watch Record for a Dream? Then he has a good time with it. Yeah.
2: Well, it's either I have a good time or I'm I'm very moved or I'm very compelled by something
1: and so yeah there's you have a good time and that it makes you feel a feeling that you wanted it to make you feel it creates a human response
2: yeah definitely and so this
1: <laughs> this just
2: like doesn't really move me in any way one way or the other i'm that's, just i'm detached i'm very detached yeah. and that's i don't want to really feel that at all in a movie it's so
3: funny because i think i agree with everything you guys are saying except for the whole third act of this film i actually become very attached
1: Hmm. Yeah, it didn't land for me.
3: Like the whole third act, I'm like, wow, okay, now I I really feel empathy for everybody involved. Like I, I spend the whole movie learning how to have empathy for different people at a time. Um, and then sort of at the very end, I, I kind of all of a sudden have empathy for everyone that we've followed all at once. And that feels very cathartic. And I think it's a super compelling and really interesting story. And I think it is incredibly human. And Jake, you brought this up earlier. Even Tyrell's like uh, motto,
2: more human than human. Mm-hmm. Where, do, where does that shift for you? And what happens to make that shift? I
3: think it's the entire fight between Deckard and Beatty. I think it's from like the their sort of the the beginning of their their actual now they are they are facing off with one another that entire time I I really felt like I understood it and maybe even a little bit before when uh like before he before Deckard fights Zora cuz like honestly the whole fight with Zora I thought was abysmal useless
1: yeah I, <laughs> which I, one is Zora the girl that was doing all the flips and tried oh to crush they had his the horrible hair, hair. So okay. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I, I thought that was I thought that was really unfortunate that entire <laughs> length of time like I really didn't kind of wish they would just that. cut that
1: out the movie and let you not know what happened to her. yeah I I, I do too to
3: be honest the Tyler cut since they're the apparently Hunter, the Hunter anyone cut. can have a cut in this yeah. film uh, the Tyler cut. I would lift that entire thing out, and we just don't know what happened to her. It would, they just refer to her dead.
0: It would be like the disaster artist would be like, it never comes back around. Yeah.
3: <laughs> or no, I because, can't believe we had talked about that. Dang it. Because because she's. Uh, it really does never come back yeah, around. It shows her
1: dead when he's fighting with him with Beatty. Right. So you could just leave you that in leave and that. you could just be like, Oh, he must have fought her and she died. And too. Yeah, she but that died.
0: would be yeah. like that'd be so disorienting. That would be <laughs> if, disorienting. Yeah, if that, that happened, be... I'd be like, What when did she
1: die? And I, then I would, would re- rewind the movie. You would you would at least need a sentence of dialogue. Yeah, to just clear have Harrison Ford talk over it and be like, Oh yeah, I killed her too.
3: <laughs> in the middle, of the fight, <laughs> ah, kah, breaking fingers, ah, and then shows her. Yeah, I killed her too.
1: That's yeah. about as yeah. disorienting as it was in the execution of the real one. I don't
0: know about that. I think that 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 scene though, the the fight, the the final confrontation, was bare. Like I and I rarely. I, I don't know. I feel like ex like eighties movies. A lot of times I have a hard time with, but I thought that this was some of the better action. I was so tense. Yeah. I was so, I feel it was so effective. Yeah. And I really liked that scene. I agree. I was like, I was on, like, it was like kind of late and I was like kind of getting tired and then I was on the edge of
1: my seat. Yeah. I I had no tension and I was just thinking to myself, when is this going to be over?
3: Actually, I can tell you the point. I can tell you the point that switched for me. It was the meeting with Tyrell. And it was really one. Beatty and Tyrell. Yeah, it was one sentence of dialogue. Hmm. It was uh, Tyrell says to Beatty. uh, Well, actually, H.R. Puff and stuff walks up with him and says, I brought a friend, which is just like all of that is. Was it when they kissed? Yeah, the the whole thing was weird. You know, I brought a friend, but it was Tyrell says I would have. I would have expected you sooner. And Beatty says, it's a heavy thing to meet one's maker.
2: Mm -hmm. Good line.
3: And it was, I was just like, Oh dang. Okay. Like now I feel a lot more like Mm. centered in this whole film. I understand so much more of what's happening. Like, and it, it really made for a great third act where now like he then, you know, has this, you know, very, uh, like prolific awakening piece of dialogue with his creator
2: that is to say there is nothing that can be done. He will die. It's interesting how the third act is your favorite because I think for me, the way that you've explained it makes sense. Yeah. Like I don't disagree with that at all. It just, I don't have that same uh, experience. But the first act I think is my favorite because I think the first act is really just exposition for the world. Like it's it's, a lot of that. And that's what I really like, attached to in, in this film. And then everything that follows is just the development of the characters. And that's the part that I really like struggle with. I will say I
3: tried, I I, like Scott did with the, with the disaster artist. I started this movie three times
0: (laughs) and it was just that I fell asleep within the first 10 minutes, the first two times and had, but this, this wasn't a, a Butch Cassidy situation for you where you fell asleep the first three times. And then you were like, wow. No. He's cooking. No.
2: <laughs> it did not. Scott was not cooking. It was not that. It's interesting it that, that. that you don't care for Scott because... Uh,
1: Ridley Shooty Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ridley Scott.
0: Yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, we were talking about
1: you. <laughs> the whole time Ridley Scott is just your guys' like nickname for me. Yeah, you didn't I deliver. Like, I hate Ridley
2: Scott. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say like I am kind of on the same page. He's, he's definitely not one of my favorite filmmakers. But I feel like every five or 10 years or so, he just like puts out a banger. I'm going to say, cause you really liked Alien. I really liked Alien. Yeah. yeah. I hate it. It even just like, but then like he
0: made Alien Covenant,
2: which I haven't seen, but I've heard was awful. It's terrible.
0: Yeah. I feel like I need to watch Alien again just because of the cir- circumstances that we all watched it and that was the first time I had seen it. With we, me snoring, we started it at <laughs> two in the morning. Two a.m. Yeah, we started it at two a.m. in my house. That one was rough, yeah. and I was—I definitely fell asleep for at least part of it. I think I
3: fought for us. I was like, "No, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's watch it." And everyone's like, "All right." We put it on, and I immediately fell asleep. Oh, you were out.
1: <laughs> Good times.
3: Oh man. Well, uh, what uh, I don't know what what about this movie Zach had you seen this before you (laughs) he had because he sent an interesting text no 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 had you seen this before you saw 2049 which we're going to cover next week? I had seen
2: yes I, I had seen Blade Runner first
3: what about this made you want to see the next one and I assume that Jake and Scott you guys can tell me if you didn't watch it this way but I assume you watch Blade Runner then Blade Runner 2049 that's what I did yeah yeah. So Zach, what about this made you want to watch 2049 and the two of you guys, what made you, uh, w- after watching this movie, what were your expectations going into the next
2: episode? Um, Yeah. So when Blade Runner 2049 was like initially announced, I didn't have too much of an interest in it, but it did help. I mean, I think the the biggest... Uh, like, incentive for me was Ryan Gosling. I love Ryan Gosling, clearly.
0: Not Denny, I thought you loved, did you not love Denny at the time?
2: Oh, he, he cut me off. Oh, sorry. Ryan was the <laughs> biggest, Ryan was the biggest, I can enjoy both of them. I just thought Denny would be bigger for you. Uh, no. I mean, Ryan, I, I love Ryan. He went okay. as Ken for Halloween. That sure, wasn't yeah. really, that was a work him. costume yeah. and that was like,
3: no, all the meta jokes that you think you've been having about memes, Zach's actually talking about himself. He is Ryan. No, yeah, I
2: am. He is literally me. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: (laughs) But no, yeah. So Ryan was in it and you know, I, I want to see anything that Ryan's in, but Denis was also part of it as Mm. well. Um, and you know, Denis was a director that I really liked and clearly I enjoy his work a lot more than I enjoy Ridley Scott's. But the biggest thing too, is that like I had friends that saw it at the time and, like talked about how great it was who didn't even like necessarily enjoy the first one and kind of told me like, no, you, you can probably enjoy this movie without loving the first one. Interesting. So all that together.
0: I think having seen them now, you could probably enjoy this movie without having seen the first one. If you just read a little bit about it. Yeah. And then sure. just go for
1: it. I think you could have just watched the second one and knew nothing about the first one and enjoyed it. Uh, I, yeah, I would like have that. been That's very confused really, okay. about who Deckard was.
3: Not, not that you're not answering the question I wanted you
1: to answer, though. Like, after watching yeah, this what, yeah. what well, real, you I was expecting it to be a hell of a lot better than what I had just watched. <laughs> okay. I finished, I finished this movie and I was pumped for the next one because I
0: thought there's so much here that I like but something about it didn't hit the nail on the head, but we are going into a more modern movie and I feel like I'm going to like it a lot. And I was very, I, this movie, even though I didn't necessarily have a good watching experience, made me set my expectations very high for the next one. Interesting. Nice. Cause I felt like there was so much here that they weren't going to do another one and have it be bad. Like it had to be, they had to just put it together like Denny and and, and Ryan. Me. Had to put it together. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh so it really it set my expectations even higher. You you guys really cooked on that. No, one. yeah, we were cooking. Yeah. And me too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I'm we proud of we include you. you. Yeah. In I'm it proud of both that. of yeah. you. <laughs> well uh
3: compared to uh compared to Alien, Alien was the only other Ridley movie we've done so far, I think. Probably. I'm pretty sure.
2: Alien. I'm trying to think. Yeah.
3: I alien so. in this I feel
0: like I would say Alien But again I have to put an asterisk by that Because I feel like I need to watch Alien Because
2: we, we would have done Gladiator But we have all seen it We, we can't yeah. And then Black Hawk Down I'm is doing next year. Next year
3: Yeah I think that's it Okay so compared to Alien What do you guys think?
2: I would say Alien. Alien.
0: White I Runner. like Alien
2: a lot more.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's Blade Runner for me. No. Well, I,
0: I figured that because you talked about how much you hate Alien. I really but you know, it's the Alien. opposite
2: for me in that uh, I kind of hate Aliens, the sequel that a different director took up and directed, and then it's the opposite for me with Blade Runner. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've heard Aliens is trash. It is. No, a lot of people love Aliens. It's like it's trash. it's rated just as high. But you also think the first one's trash. Too.
3: All of them are trash.
2: Tyler hates everything in that cinematic universe. Yeah.
3: I got mad when I found out at the end, literal like last ten minutes of Prometheus that it was an alien prequel. I got pissed because I liked the whole movie up until that moment. And I was like, I'm I am now it's tarnished. I am I am grudge beholden to hate
2: this film now. Thanks a lot, Ridley Scott. Alien on IMDB has an eight point five, Aliens has an eight point four.
0: Wow. Yeah. I, that's what I i don't know. Just like the consensus I've heard on the internet of people being like aliens sucks. Alien oh, is awesome, But I could just be a very biased corner of the internet that I'm in.
2: I don't like aliens. I even, I tried to rewatch it again when I rewatched alien like a year ago and I couldn't get through it.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I probably won't try. Yeah. I probably won't watch it.
2: Well, with that
3: in mind, what do you guys say? We put this one in the books. Yeah. Nickel, you're up first.
0: I think I'm going to give this one, uh, seven point six fake owls
1: all right i'm gonna give this uh six replicants
2: Zach i'm gonna give this movie seven point three electric sheep
1: Tyler i'm gonna give this uh seven excellent camera shots. This comes out to a 70%, movie number 105 out of 154. Once again, Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 89%. IMDb an 8.1, and it came out to a 70% on Rotten Potatoes. Feels fair. Well, we will catch you guys on the next step with
2: Zach's pick.
0: Do you guys know what it is? Do you have any idea (laughs) what we're
2: doing next week? If you couldn't have guessed. I worked really hard on it with (laughs) Denny. Me
0: too. Me too. (laughs)
2: Dude, I think this episode is just going to be effed up.